Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And welcome to whatever this is. <laughs> okay, so make sure your body's relaxed. Put your attention on your breath. And if you can, don't interfere with your breath. Just let breathing happen. And let your attention be on the, the texture and the event of your breath coming in and going out. There's nothing to do now. There's actually nothing happening except sitting here, nothing at all. So any other thoughts that are running around are absolutely useless. They have no purpose. So even if the mind is busy, just know that it's of no use, whatever it's churning and throwing up. Don't be of interest. Let it not be of interest to you because it's of no use. Right now there's nothing to do. So either of two directions. In this exercise, either let your attention drop within or let it pull back. There is no right answer, but choose one and one will be more appropriate the, for you than the other. So in choosing one, you'll find out if that works for you. So withdraw your attention. It'll be either pulling back or dropping down. <coughs> withdraw your attention so that you can see the physical body. So there's the body, it's doing its thing. And drop your attention from your body. Withdraw your attention and melt a little bit.
withdraw your attention and go deeper as if you're going from the top of the ocean right down sinking sinking deeper into a bigger bigger abyss dropping deeper within where there's nothing to be seen nothing to be recognized but that there is a melting of what you call you a dissolving that the sense of you is getting thinner and thinner reducing totally merging just merging the idea of you can even disappear melts merges into whatever the greater is whatever that is there's no capacity to name it label it it doesn't matter there is a total merging of the idea of you and that which is beyond the idea of you beyond all ideas of being or not being beyond the idea of existing beyond all labeling except maybe the idea of nothing or that which is without label and let those concepts be gone also that which is beyond all labels from whatever is beyond all of it a, a teaspoon of that ocean is all that's required to enable the functioning of the body mind organism in the world it's just a teaspoon of attention a teaspoon of that essence is all that's needed to to show up to create the world to imagine and to manifest and to enjoy its own creation in physical form so let a teaspoon of your own attention reconnect with the body that's sitting right now just a teaspoon of attention that's all just enough to enable participation 
in this movie we call life. And the abyss that is beyond all of it, that's home. That's home. You can say that's what you are, or you can say it's nothing, or you can call it home. It's where attention is at rest. It's where that extra energy goes when it's not invested in drama, mind drama. And it's beyond all that can be named. Let something stay there. So let the tiniest bit of your attention resurface, just a teaspoon from the ocean. Come back towards, whether it's forward or up, come back towards an awareness of the body, an awareness of the texture of that which supports you as you sit. That same piece of attention can focus on what sounds are going on outside of the voice that you're hearing right now. What sounds are there? Only a tiniest piece of attention is needed to recognize. same tiny piece of attention you can use when you open your eyes and in opening your eyes perceiving will happen there's no need for labeling just perceiving happens so let your eyes open there's no need to name what is seen there's just whatever is in front of you The option is there to label, but it actually can take too much energy to label, to judge, to critique what's in front of your eyes. Just let perceiving happen. It's soft. It's not very focused. But it's plenty for functioning to happen.
And if attention, most of it, has stayed in that abyss, there will be an alertness in the little piece of attention that it takes to function. There'll be an alertness. It's not going to be sleepy. It's not an adrenaline. It doesn't have a, it's not, there's no adrenaline in that, uh, in that alertness. It's like an awareness, sister, an openness, an availability. So let's see what happens from here. Play with it. If there's a sense that you've lost it, then see if like, ah, where's that zone where, where I pull back that extra attention and let it dissolve from where it came from, actually. It returns to where it came from. And just enough attention to function in the world. That's all that's required. And there's no extra fuel running around to support silly ideas like the personal I and drama and me, myself, I and selfishness and greed and self-protection and all the garbage that goes along with identified thought. yourself be swallowed up by the abyss and let the functioning happen naturally it does anyway it needs so little of your attention so little you're awake <laughs> if there isn't an alertness I'd be wondering what happened it's like a calm clarity that's the kind of alertness it's a cl- calm clarity is everybody okay Desi you okay Would you like to come to the chair? Yes. <coughs> I, I, um, I'm finishing my book. Um, my question is around the functioning and the thoughts. I usually meditate for 20 minutes in silence before I start writing. 
My question for you is, is this happening as I write? Kind of my hand follow the writing? Because there's thoughts coming. And then uh, sometimes it's very clear, it's like very speedy too. If I don't think about anything, then a few pages done very quickly. But then if I start to think um, how this is going to be very well presented around the theme, then I start to doubt and start to go back to think, then I lose it. So I want to have some of your insights around this functioning and then the thoughts I cannot differentiate. I presume thoughts are consciousness too, even mm-hmm. doubting thoughts. Mm-hmm. So how I can have that flow continuously? <laughs> you mean outside of writing? Or In while you're writing. writing? In the writing, yes. yeah. Um, some books are written from that place of where you can feel a difference in quality of how you, the writer, are operating. Right. You know, it's qualitatively different. You write quickly, you don't think about it, and then in comes mind, and it's like, oh! The mind hijacks the flow of pure consciousness. The thinking mind does. I should qualify that. The thinking mind hijacks it. It always has its own agenda. Always does. So how will this be received? Or I should say that better. So if we have a skill in writing or a skill in communicating through the word, written or spoken, then, then, then we, have, we, we have something prepared already in the functioning mind so pure consciousness can go through it. Right, so it's like, it's like if you go to like a, okay, a contemporary art gallery and you see a dot in the middle of, you know, a huge canvas and you might go, oh my goodness sake, I could do that in 30 seconds and it's 20,000 bucks. And another time you might look at it and you might go, oh my goodness me, that's actually incredible. And I know it's only a dot, but it's incredible. What's going on there? Do you know? And the difference between profound art, I'm I'm generalizing, but it's just to use it as an example, the difference between like profound art and, and, and what makes art profound is that there are skills which are used by that which is coming through. There are skills used. In the same way, if you have a craft or a skill, pure consciousness can flow through and the thinking mind won't come in because you'll already have some part of your brain ready as the filter in order to turn it into a medium that will be well received. If you haven't learned how to write, and I haven't either, and and I can feel when this happens, it's like, this is where I don't have the skill of actually writing. So... So when it comes through, it's got to be edited and re-edited and re-edited because I don't have the skill. But what comes through first, yeah, the essence is all there, but the language is appalling. You know, the grammar is in pieces, you know? I, I, I loved your book. <laughs> okay, it, it took a few edits. <laughs> Thank you. So, so it's, if the functioning mind has a skill, 
So for example, here might be a better example. Let's say you never learned how to drive a car. Well, pure consciousness is going to drive the car. You probably crash. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably crash. But if the functioning mind has learned the skill of how to drive the car, then for sure there'll be a sense of like, gosh, easily will happen in the car. There's no sense of me driving the car. This is happening without any ownership. Because the functioning mind and pure consciousness work together. That's the ideal 24-7 in your writing and in all parts of life. But it's bursting through more in your writing, obviously. Pure consciousness is writing this book. Okay? The skills have to be learned in this, by this body and the mind, but if, isn't that consciousness too? Yeah, but that's a theory, you know? That's, con- that's the theory. Like, I noticed this when you were talking to the other day. It's that you use concepts from another frame of reference, from another level of perception. You use the concepts there and you try to make them match someplace else. Right. You're, you're still doing it. Yes, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. Yeah, you've got to stop that. Um, That's not helping you at all. No, and this is my biggest struggle, is that um, I feel all my life I'm extremely content. It's beyond my wildest dream. Extremely what? Content. Content, okay. Other than one thing. <laughs> this is my teaching. Is that I let go a very good job in a corporate world to do what I love to do. And I realize I love writing too, even though I don't know if I have the skills or not. Um, but then, and I love helping people. Um, but in this kind of navigating the unknown territory, I had a lot of insecurity because, um, so where I am right now is that I thought, okay, let go of the ownership that really speaks to me. Again, I'm applying the concept into my life. And I reached the point where um, I felt my book is really going to be very helpful to a lot of people, but I'm not able to really be very productive in doing what it needs to be done. And I'm reaching at a stage of my life where um, I'm socially kind of dysfunctional. I'm very, <laughs> I love people. Like my mom said, I can chat with anybody. Um, I just love people. But right now, I don't feel like interacting with a lot of people. Even my clients are reduced a lot of flow. Uh, I was given, actually, by a coach to be a life coach. <laughs> I helped a lot of people, and a lot of my clients wanted to volunteer for me. But in that process, I still part of me is not really in the life coaching. You know, yeah. I feel like it's more in the writing and speaking. Okay. But I'm not really... F- do it, right. not doing it in full force. Right. I feel like I have been asking myself to transcend this ownership, the I in all the endeavors, and to be fully present in the doing. That's what I want. I want the freedom and joy in the doing. Okay. I'm not really aiming for the outcome. But okay. part of me is still, I still see me seeking a bit recognition. That's probably the final piece I need to let it okay. go. But I'm letting it go by applying concept like you were saying, from the higher level to this level. Okay, but there's a difference. Okay, there's a lot of material here. Um, The pattern that needs to go is developing a concept, no, is pulling a concept from one point of perception into where it has no validity. Uh, Dropping personal ownership, that's 
that's a spiritual practice. That's not a concept. That's a spiritual practice. Dropping personal ownership. And that's always valid until the ego is completely gone. It's always valid. That's always a good one. It's a spiritual practice. Do that. That's really good. Especially around something that has a public... A public... Uh, Exposure. Exposure, exactly, involved in it. Then it can completely uh, be a great tool to make sure that, that, that you can give something freely without having expectations of the outcome. Okay. When you're writing, and you're writing from pure consciousness, and the flow is there, it's fine. It'll still have to be edited by somebody outside. Every book has to be edited a few times, anyway. well, at least once, by somebody external. When you're writing, and you're writing and the thinking mind is involved, you'll have to do one of two things. It'll need another few layers of editing to pull out what mind uh, did something kind of crazy with it. And, or the other thing is just stop. Don't write at that moment. Don't write until the flow is there. People work in one of two ways. Some, some you know, it, it's interesting. I, I, I heard somebody recently, uh, I think it was a radio interview or something, and he spoke about, you know, this was his example, a bus driver. He mightn't feel like riding a bus, riding the bus today. I don't feel like driving. I actually don't feel like sitting on my butt for like eight hours and driving my route. I just don't want to do it. But he'll do it. He'll just do it. And then he said, or, you know, somebody is at the cash register in a supermarket. I don't feel like scanning barcodes for eight hours today, but they'll do it. And then you've got the creative people. I don't feel like painting today. I don't feel like writing today. And they don't do it. (laughs) And and he was talking about get over that discipline. And what he said is get over yourself. Get over yourself. It's a discipline. But, and it's interesting. I thought, gosh, I hadn't seen it that way. You know, and I love when somebody shows me something. I haven't thought of something in that particular way. So that's another way to look at it as well, is like, am I going to be at the behest of pure consciousness? And when, when the flow isn't there, uh, maybe I'm not going to do it, you know? And it's like, okay, you can do that, or you could take this guy's opinion of, I'm going to do this regardless, and set up a discipline, set up a time frame. If the morning is clearer for you, you get up in the morning and you do it. And you don't think about it, but you just do it. If that happens... If, if a discipline kind of like, you know what, I'm going to try that. If, if you're resonating with the discipline, then your system loves, well, everybody's system loves routine, structure and routine, especially in the morning. It really helps us we, we, it, because our base chakra loves order. That's why our first chakra loves order and systems. That's why babies love routine. They like going to bed at the same time. They like waking up because their base chakra is trying to root here. They're trying to come in. All through our lives, structure and order works, especially in the morning, because it's the start of the day where you're grounded. So in the morning, if you make a space for, there's meditation and I write, and don't judge it, meditation, write, meditation, write, meditation, write. If you do that in the morning, the mind will stay out of the way, because there'll be routine, and it'll obey routine. It does obey routine. Do you know? Some days are more prolific than others. So that's one way around it, you know? Is there another way? <laughs> you don't like discipline, or um, in general, I don't. But yeah, that's but why I, I think it might be good because it, it really speaks to me. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah, I think so too. Yes, I think you're too floaty. <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what you said yesterday with um, another person about not thinking what to do, 
Just do not. Just do it. Just do it. Think, yeah. Because I realize I look at my day. If I think about, I have five things to do today. Oh, it really works against me. It's all of a sudden I have a rope on my neck. I need to deliver. I hate it. Now is that thinking mind or functioning mind? Thinking mind. <laughs> Completely. And all your energy for the day is going to be used in thinking mind. In resisting. Yeah, in resisting. And I, actually, they're not really complicated, difficult tasks. Yeah. So, yes, it's gonna, that speaks to me, routine and uh, just do it. Just do it. Right. So start managing your thinking mind. Start managing your thinking mind. Your thinking mind is using spiritual concepts to get away with what it's doing. Can you repeat that? <laughs> so your thinking mind is using excuses, right. which is allowing it to run wild, right? And use up all your energy for, that you need for, for your day. And your thinking mind, its strongest tool is grabbing a spiritual concept to make an excuse so that it continue, can continue to use up your energy. So I'm escaping something. Yes. What I'm escaping. Managing your thinking mind. By saying, oh, but consciousness is doing this. You make an excuse for it. Oh, this is perfect because consciousness is having it. You're grabbing a spiritual concept. Actually, what needs to happen is that your mind is running amok and you're not managing it. You're believing your thoughts. You're investing in your thinking mind. So it's like, come in, cut that off. But your mind, your thinking mind says, hmm, well, we've got this pattern of using spiritual concepts so that we can just excuse everything. You see? Now, managing thinking mind is just a moment-by-moment conscious choice to yes. let it go. To be with what's here now. Just with what's here now. Not up in my head. Just what's here now. Focus on your five senses. Let that be the input of information. Not, not thinking about what you have to do at three o'clock this afternoon. Do you see? So rather than going into fantasy land, that's just fantasy. That's not going to help you at all. And you'll find that all that fantasy stuff, all those thinking mind thoughts, they're all centered around me. Right. How every thought has to do with me. Because the thinking mind always has me as its main uh, uh, reference point in the middle of it. So while you might be dropping the personal eye, all those thoughts are full of personal eye. Yes. Full of ownership. Full of it. You see? I really see it. Um, you know, the, person, the, the thoughts and also the personal eye in any endeavor, it's not bad or anything. It's just not practical. It's just like a prison. It's so limited. It doesn't deliver what I truly um, would like to experience or... Yeah, yeah. Just totally. Not yeah, it's not working for you anymore. It's not. Yeah, there's a place for it, but it doesn't work for you anymore. It no. creates suffering, you know. Absolutely, it's it is. Yeah, the, the cause of suffering. Yeah, I really see the impractic. Uh, in the, it's not practical. Yes, the ego and the thoughts and everything. Yes, but my I struggle with, for example, the perception of thoughts, uh, one on top of the other. <laughs> All I like to explain is that, for example, if I just to be and not thinking, it's very clear I'm perceiving, I'm being aware. Mm-hmm. But then thoughts come, mm-hmm. and it's on top of that awareness, not on top, they're yeah. together. Yeah. And then after, retrospectively, oh, I was out, I was put away by my thoughts. 
So that was another thought. So I'm a little bit confused. Can you guide me through? Come um, to the like the thoughts are happening, and the awareness is of, is there. How to different? Because while my in my writing, there are all thoughts come, and then I write. That's my kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I only I can tell the energy level in my being. Mm-hmm. Why I'm very quiet, mm-hmm. uh, very uh, grounded. Mm-hmm. And without any desire for whatever is writing to go or to whatever. Yes, yes. And then the quality shines through. Yes. Uh, afterwards, I realized it, actually. Yes. Um, so my question to you is that when the thoughts come, I understand you say it's like a radio. Yes, uh, again, I'm applying the concept into, I'm not experiencing it. Like the thoughts come and the awareness is there. But I, I, I'm taken by the thoughts. You're taken by the thoughts. Yes. So then your attention has left awareness. Your attention so. is totally on the thoughts? I think it, uh, with the thoughts, yes. Identified yes. with the thoughts. You're identified with the thoughts. Yes. You can't do anything about it until the moment that you recognize that you were caught by the thoughts. Because okay. when you're caught, you're gone. You're gone. Completely. But the moment that you have that thought of like, oh, I was caught in thoughts. That's a very useful thought. Mm-hmm. Now you've got one foot out. It's like, oh, okay, drop your attention to someplace else. The more often that you have an awareness that you were caught in thoughts, that's what's important. Pulling yourself back, pulling yourself back, pulling yourself back repeatedly. <coughs> like, I was caught, I was caught, I see it, I see it, I'm out. Pull back to observer as frequently as you can. Because you can't do anything about it when you're lost in it. And you might be lost in it for half a day, completely caught in la-la land of your own thoughts. But the moment that you pull back, that's the important one. Now your mind can say, yeah, that's another thought. It's like, yeah, but that's, that's one that's moving towards awareness. That does have... uh, It's moving towards the functioning mind because your functioning mind can see, oh, look, the thinking mind has been operating all morning. And so the functioning mind kicks in with... Oh, attention was there. Now let's move attention back here. Do you see? To like present moment or to the observer or to the I am or wherever you can, wherever you can put your attention. Okay. You see? So th- this really resonates with the greater clarity I got from you Friday night is that um, um, uh, I'm applying the co- spiritual concept from the higher level to... The being here, but the the, 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 the the me here, yes. the I here. Yes. So when well, I'm not there. Yes. When you're not I, there, I don't pull in vis- the concept. Vigilant. Yes. I need to. Yes. And then really be conscious to choose yes. moment by moment. Moment by moment. Yes. Like you went to India for three years meditating. <laughs> yes. Or Papaji was meditating three years at yeah. uh, the restaurant, uh, ashram of Hamada. Uh, uh, so really, it is vigilance then. Yes, it's vigilance. At this stage, it's vigilance. Stage. Yes. So really, there are stages. There are. There's vigilance at the beginning, and then it turns into just an alert awareness. But it's vigilance at the beginning. You've got to... And, and it's at the, we say the beginning. And it's not time-wise at the beginning. It's just that we call it the beginning because it's at the end of the spectrum where it's me, myself, I. We call that the beginning and beyond all of it at the end, you know, as if it's a line. And it sort of is, if we put, bring in the concept of space, it is. It works like that. So, so 
being really self-honest, no longer using spiritual excuses just to kind of be in la-la land, you know, just like cruising along and allowing everything to be. Vigilance. Get out your sword. Do you know? It's like, no, that's identified thought. Don't run from yourself. Don't hide. Be brutally self-honest. Much more honest than what you're being right now. It's like, am I using a concept? Am I using a concept here to make excuses for this? If I'm lost in thinking mind, it's all about me. Stop. That's not where I want to go. It's not what, what, what's appropriate for me anymore. Because you're being pulled. So the thinking mind doesn't work for you anymore. It screws up your writing. It'll screw up your life. You know, it's making you want more. Making you want something else. You know? I see this whole disarming, this recognition through writing or whatever mm. uh, as a teaching tool yes. uh, to transcend desire because that's where I have been trying to do and it has been uh, great because I feel like I have been, in, I mean, greater senses, I'm more loving, I'm, uh, I feel freer in, inside of me. Yeah. I connect with joy in life and living and everything. Yes. But then there are moments where I totally registered with my thoughts and I just do not want to interact. Yes. But when I let it go, I, I just feel this blissful kind of joy. Yes. And then I want to go out and just embrace everybody. Uh, it's just like um, on and off. On and off. Right. It's not consistent. Yeah. And the winter wasn't helping, <laughs> but then there's another. Yes. Um, what I want to share with you is that uh, the other day you were saying demystify, you know, whatever you you want, right? Can you help what was me? I saying? Dis- uh, demystify. demystify the, for example, if I, I was wondering if you can help me demystify that personal recognition, because <clears throat> I know part of me is still seeking that personal recognition. All right. Okay. Writing. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever that I do. Yeah. Um, so there's a few ways, a few ways of doing it. Your own intention is very, very potent when you're trying to break something. So you can use your own intention to literally say, okay. There's a need for self-recognition. Show me the root of this. Show me the root of this. It's like you're calling it up from your subconscious. Show me the root of this. Where did this need start? Pulling something out by the root is always the most thorough, deepest way to go. Ultimately, the external recognition is is just the hook that's working for you. It's really just a piece of energy that you're still believing in. It's the label on a piece of energy that hooks you back in to the personal eye and to thoughts. So anytime you invest in it, you're feeding it. So if you can recognize, it's another way to work at it. If you can recognize, yeah, I'm feeding this personal eye thought right now, or like, I'm, I'm okay, you're writing, and you're like, how will this be received? Stop, stop, go get a glass of water. No, no, I'm writing for me. I'm writing for me, that's it. I'm, no thought is being accommodated about how this will be received or I want to be recognised or going off into fantasy land about being on Oprah or whatever, however it looks, <laughs> you know, however it looks. It's like, no, just cut it, just cut it. I'm no longer feed it, no longer feed it and see what happens because it will squirm and it will do something. It's going to show up because you're not feeding it with fantasy 
oh, this would be lovely. This would be great. I, I could do this and maybe I'd get that. So, so when we have a desire, we usually have a fantasy of it being, uh, it being uh, met, it, being, it, it coming with the goodies that we desire. And it's usually just in fantasy land. And that's what creates the pain, is because our desire only gets met in fantasy. You see? So, and of course, the real life thing never matches up to the fantasy. So, so we have to want it more and more and more and more. And it's just a loop. Right. It's just a hook that your mind has set up. So on one level, the story of the desire might be the thing to break down. And on another level, for other people, it's just recognizing it. This is a piece of energy that my mind is labeling as external recognition. And it works for me. The story of external recognition brings me into this fantasy land and these thoughts. And I go obeying that. I go setting about investing in that. So there's two ways. You either see it as a piece of energy, which is what it is. Or you go after the story and actually root out the origin of the story. Where did you learn that external recognition would actually make you happy? Mm, I understand what you're saying. I really see that the, 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 the vanity at the end of this desiring road. Now, my question to you is that if I consciously choose to let it go whenever it arises, yeah. I feel like there's, I'm resisting it. And that's going to, you know, whatever we resist is going to persist. I don't want to fight over it. Could it be possible? I'm just wondering. But if you're letting it go, would you be fighting it? Because it's going to surface again. You see? So then it needs to be resolved. If it, if, if, so if it comes and you don't feed it and you let it go, it comes again. Yes. Then you have to go in and see what it's about. So I have to live through it. Is that... Investigate. Where did you learn it? Where did you imagine that this would make you happy? Where did you, how did you grab that belief? How did you learn that belief? It's all around me <laughs> since I was born. Um, and is it true? And does it make other people happy? No, but I would prefer it. <laughs> to what? To, to my current... You see, my current life is pretty much like yours. Uh, but then I feel like I could be a bit more productive and uh, I have greater connection with other people and then there are vehicles to do that. So why do you reject how your life is right now? That's my question. See, you are in peace with it, but I'm not. I'm not. I don't even think about it. Oh. <laughs> I don't have a relationship with my life. It's just how my day rolls out. Mm. See, I'm not there. That's where I want to be. <laughs> and I don't believe in time either, you see. Um, or cause or effect. Again, this is a spiritual concept. There are spiritual concepts yes. because you're completely talking from cause and effect and exactly. you're just rejecting your day. So it's exactly. like, why would you be rejecting your day? Why would you put energy into rejecting? Because I feel like I, I need to finish the book, get it out, uh, and then be able to talk with people, etc. So what's wrong with your life right now? How come, how come there's a rejection of your life right now? Why would you be investing in that thought? In fact, that um, I, I truly see how my life is so perfect because everything I struggle through is like a grace leading me to where I need to be. Uh, and of course, I, I have been always been on another path where I want what I want. But the personal one wasn't really practical. It wasn't giving me what I truly But yet you haven't did. really learned because 
You're saying you're learning those things, but now you're doing the very same pattern. Exactly. Because, and that's where I struggle, because I cannot let it go. Okay, here's a mantra for you. Okay. This is as good as it gets. <clears throat> this is as good as it gets. That's your mantra. Anytime your thinking mind comes up, this is as good as it gets. This day, this is as good as it gets. My life right now, this is as good as it gets. This is as good as it gets. It's, it's even better than I ever imagined. The, 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 the part of me is seeking recognition. Maybe another way to get rid of the desire is just to live through it, then see it through, experience through it. Would that be possible? Another wow, way. it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> She's like, you're like a bar of soap in a bathtub. You know, you know when you're lying in the bath for an hour and like put you, you, you know, and the the bar of soap is like you catch it and it doop, 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 that's what you're doing. You're completely jumping, jumping, jumping. The ego's like, you think you got me? You think I'm here? I'm here. You think you got me? That's what your ego's doing. This is as good as it gets. This is as good as it gets. And I, I believe this conceptually. No, this is as good as it gets. Your life will never change. It will never get better. If every experience that you dream about comes to you, nothing will have changed. Nothing. Nothing. This is as good as it gets. And that's where I get... Uh, uh, be patient with me. Because <laughs> I really want to get over this. Uh, because this is the only thing that doesn't give me the peace. Um, is that <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that there's a resistance in me when you say you're completely resisting everything, yes. you're jumping around the place. When you say that yeah. when the thought comes out, when that need, when that desire comes out, let it go, right? I don't think that works for me. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> for, forget, forget about everything that I said for the last 20 minutes, forget about everything, just forget about it. Because you actually do, are not interested in that. This is as good as it gets. No, you're not really interested in it. Because you're not really. You're cruising and you're jumping and you're changing the subject and you're, what if we turn it this way? You're, you're actually not. And I know you can't see what you're doing, but I'd say everybody else can. Do you, do you see it? Do you see the way she's yes. jumping? Yes. Yeah, okay. This is the game of ego. This is what it does. This is as good as it gets. That's the only... That's the gem that you can take away. And if your mind says... Yeah, but not, I'm not really ready for that. I don't really understand. She didn't really hear me. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. You will use, your mind will use every bit of avoidance that it can. This is as good as it gets. This is as good as it gets. Yes. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. Um, may I just ask that... Um, I shared with you the other night that uh, Krishna Murti, <laughs> bear with me, uh, that, that, that uh, freedom, because that's what I want. You know, the peace this is as good as it gets. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. I don't believe in mantra. I feel like... Ah, this is as good as it gets. Stop running. Ego, I see you. I see you, ego. I see you. Your game is up. This is as good as it gets. I see my ego too. This is as good as it gets. 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 This is as good as it gets.
this is as good as it gets. Is it a part of me really registering that? All of you knows that this is true, but the ego wants to have nothing to do with it. Nothing. And you continually are supporting the egoic thoughts. Continually. That's what you're doing now. And you don't see that you're doing it. You see retrospectively. I, I really see it now. But then to let go ego. This is as good as it gets. Take Everything you're saying. Take hmm? the gift. Take the gift. Take the gift. He's right. Mm. Take the gift. There are many moments in my day I see it. It's just as perfect as it is. But then the ego comes back. It's here right now. Yes. It's, it's talking to me right now. Stop That's supporting it. it. Stop supporting it. Stop. Stop. Stop supporting it. Stop supporting it. This is as good as it gets. Stay there. Don't analyze it. Don't talk about it. Don't make a drama out of it. This is as good as it gets. Stay there. Anchor into it. Bury your feet in it. This is as good as it gets. Feel it. Breathe it. Nothing else. This is as good as it gets. Stay there. I will not accommodate your ego. Is the question coming from the ego? Um, is it coming from your thinking mind? It's coming from the personal eye. Well, why would you, why would you support it? After all of this, why would you support the personal eye? This is as good as it gets. Take this leap. This is as good as it gets. Your personal life is a figment of your imagination. Drop it. This is as good as it gets. That's the tool for you to drop your personal life. This is as good as it gets. Right now, this is as good as it gets. Everything else is a trap. Wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Mm -hmm. This is as good as it gets. Wake up. Wake up. Mm. Everything else is bullshit. This is as good as it gets. It always was and it always will be as good as it is right now. That's all there is. Wake up. And recognize that what I'm saying is the truth. When 
the urge comes, I, I can write. Sit down. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate your attention. Sit. Sit. This is as good as it gets. Stay with it. Thank you, Veda. You did a bit of good energy work there. Okay, where are we going? Yes. <coughs> Hi. Hello. I didn't recognize you at all. Here. Yes, <laughs> the hair is great. It's Sandra. Yes, it's still Sandra. <laughs> Hi. Glad you made it in. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like a struggle to get here somehow, but made it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's just, just, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Sometimes it just needs to come. Let me have it. Just let me have it. 
some giant hook. Something hooks and continuously takes something and it's hard, you know, it's, it's, it's like I want to force to drop it, but, and then I accumulate all sorts, I mean, I, I'm, like, I feel like I'm making up a story to try and, yes. because it's so disintegrated. Yes, yes. And, and even when I try to inter- interact socially, it's very difficult because I feel like I'm always, my pace of my body-mind isn't in sync with my perception of reality in the room. And, yes. And so I, I can't, I'm having to, because in normal life, if someone, if someone speaks to you, you're supposed to respond. And I find that um, maybe I... Instead, I'm feeling a lot of things, and I, I, I just am having a little trouble. Uh, and I, I know my, some of my habits because it went sideways. And my, like the sense of I got displaced sideways. It seems to be a little more integrated, but my habits are grabbing, like I'll just grab whatever consciousness I can in order to and loop it through. Yes. So in terms of trying to land... And maybe not loop through because that's I think what causes caused things to be so disorienting was because I sort of feel like way too uh, it's, it's too much yes it's too much information and too much so and I know in my actual life my I, my me story takes on like like just I don't know I, I don't know what's happening. But you do. I do. Yes. No, I do? Yes. Okay, I do know what's happening. Yes, you do know what's happening. I do know what's happening. Yeah. 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 Just want to hold your feet for a minute. Yeah. Mm, I can find you in there.
Phenomenally, physically, yeah. Um, the idea that there isn't enough of you here, yeah. Let's throw that out, okay? Because that 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 belief is actually interfering with, with. what is here, right? Which is m- more able to hold it actually than right. than what you'd imagine, yeah. There, there is there, there is a, a framework that's here in the body mind, yeah. It, 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 there is. It, it, it's just blocked by a few beliefs. Yeah. It, it's there. Yeah. It's I can like sometimes what I can sense is like a few strains of thoughts, or if I'm wanting, if a, if desire comes for acceptance, like I withhold a lot, a lot from speaking what I actually feel. Yes. And I'm wondering if that is part of why I end up feeling a little odd. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because the, the, the urge to speak comes from a very pure, pl- pure place, but your diligence around managing the desires your mind comes in interprets it as a desire yeah and then you block the flow of pure consciousness okay do you see yeah so almost like i have a hypervigilant part of my mind you got it you got it you have a hypervigilant thing yeah it's another version of what you know nina yeah okay yeah it's like we, we, go, we, go, we go too far in the vigilance, you know, it's just an extreme. Yeah, and that's why it feels so terrible when, I, when the service loop hooks into that. Yeah, okay. So spiritual ideas. Yeah. It's like you're... Because I have a harder time even with people who have spiritual constructs and belief systems running with them. Because when they talk to me, it's like they throw at me and the karmic blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like... It's that yours gets amplified. Yeah. They're not really throwing it. Oh, okay. It's that so you're, it's you're projecting that you're, it just yeah, brings it up. Yeah. It, 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 okay. it, it, it's like it amplifies you because your system it, it has, that ha, has that in it. And it just gets amplified. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 that's your system responding. They're, they're fine. Okay. They're, it's working for them. Okay. And that's how it enhances. Cause then I judge myself and I judge them. And then I usually, yeah, it, it just spins. Yeah. That spins. I don't know if that spins. Go into that, but, yeah. That um, spins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what I would just wonder if there, what, is there something that's blocking It, you know, like what would the, what the next stabilization or, or what, am, what is... 
Okay, so so the the hypervigilance and the the beliefs and the rules that are in there have been used as a stabilizing force. It's been your kind of code to help you to navigate in the world. So if that's gone, it's quite likely that there's a fear of like, well, what the heck? How am I going to get my code of behavior then? What's my rule book then? So if my safety was all coming from um, sort of rules or doing the right thing, and if it has been sort of established over you know, lifetime, say, then for my, for my mind, it might be very scary to try and... Yes, and because there's been centuries of conditioning that says, if I move outside of this, I am doomed yeah. and I'm going to hell or I'm going to be punished, I'm going to be tortured. I mean, any of the list of the above will work. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the degree that it, that it feels like. And I wonder, like, why am I so terrified? Because obviously, sense-wise, you could, I could see I am sitting in a room. Like, this body is sitting in a room feeling extreme terror. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. And that's why, like, uh, and that would make, yeah. And if I do something that seems against the, uh, like, relationships, you know, sex... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, uh, yeah. I'm just feeling a little self-conscious now. <laughs> that's fine. That's, yeah. that, that's fine. That, that's normal enough. Yeah. Okay. And that might also, because in terms of like, I've been trying to get a little bit of money, and that's always been a little bit weird. Um, and then some of my, the jobs don't tend to be regular or routine, which seems to make things a little bit worse. Yeah. Like you're working today. You're not working today. We need you. We don't need you. Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Like I just, I, um, yeah. For, for who, for how I am. It's a little bit difficult. Yeah. So I'm just. Yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, <clears throat> like I'm, a, you know, if I hold myself up painting or in the studio, go for a little walk, eat, you know, it's not. Yeah, I still have whatever my mind and life to to deal with, but I don't like. I don't usually. Well, no. I don't usually see it's going, it's running right now. It's that's the hypervigilance. You're going to see. Yeah. Well spotted. Well spotted. Yeah. It's okay. So the hypervigilance and the laws that are part of that has been an anchor for you, been a code of behavior. Yeah. And so the work that you're in right now doesn't have the stability that the anchor has. Yeah. So Work can come in that is stable and routine and that will give you a a good framework when you've seen through the bullshit of the hypervigilance. Yeah. You've got to see it. That's just a play. There is no right and wrong. It's just human beings trying to control each other, setting up these rules. That's all it is. It's just duality at its worst. Okay. 
you do the wrong thing, you and get then, tortured for it. Yeah. You do the right thing and you be loved forever. Yeah. That's religion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hard to understand. I didn't even... I, we, we left the church system when I was like... But you're, you're doing it globally, Sandra. Yeah. You've, 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 you've tuned into this frequency that's a global okay. thing. Why? Yeah. This is what we do, no? This yeah. is what we do. This is part yeah. of our work. Okay. Uh, right. It, it's, a, it's a huge task, just to tell you, on a phenomenal okay. human level. Yeah. You, you, you took on, like, you know, Muhammad Ali, you know? You just took on a big friggin' hitter, you yeah. know? <laughs> really, you did. You, you took on a big one. So give yourself a bit of slack. You know, but you're, you're doing this work as a light worker. Let's put it in the context. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Put it in the context of how it works here in the phenomenal. Yeah. It's a humanitarian thing. Okay. It's not a dysfunction. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh. <laughs> so I don't have to suppress that. That's uh, the energy that tends to want to come through. Please don't. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I tend to feel like on, uh, even if I don't say anything about my whole being is built that way and it seems to just I feel like it disturbs people but maybe that's a a belief I have or maybe I'm judging people I I just feel sometimes like even if I weren't to say anything about what I, I perceive it's still... Uh, yes, you're doing it again. You'll get punished for it. And yeah. it won't be the right thing and you'll hurt somebody. Yeah. <laughs> what on earth made me so afraid of hurting people? Or that it's so wrong to hurt people? Because it just seems to be part of... Because the, the energy that you're clearing... You, 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 you bought into it because you didn't know that you were processing it and dissolving it. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, okay. That's just how it, func- how it functions. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. It's like it's acting out. You're, you're actually trying to process it but it's acting out through you okay so i don't have to try and suppress the fact that it takes things in and does things you have to come out as a light worker oh, okay you know to yourself yeah <laughs> come out to yourself yeah 
Okay. 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 Okay, that might, that might help with some understanding of, of, of myself. Yes. Yeah. And less having, less figuring it out kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fine to have a phenomenal identity of being a light worker until you have another label. Yeah. Because okay. Because that's kind of the code of how we work. Okay. Okay. You know, you, you, you know there's nothing to it. It's just a label. Uh, yeah. You, you know there's nothing to it. So, so use the label. It's not, okay. it's not sticky for you, you know. Okay, okay. Because that was one of my questions was I thought, well, geez, I don't... The last thing I want is to be <laughs> a light worker and, and be identified with it. Yes, you couldn't be identified with it if you tried. Oh, Lord. You, your hypervigilance wouldn't let you go near it. <laughs> <laughs> but the label is necessary, you know? Okay. 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 It's just necessary for communication. It's how the world works. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because I, I noticed that and that's where it comes up often when I'm trying to tell people what I do or whatever. Maybe that's what's part of the damper thing is it's like if I, any, any, I guess any healing or anything that is, would be healing, it puts the thing on. It's like, no, I can't talk about this. And which probably makes people hugely uncomfortable. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Their responses. Right. None of your business. I'm not going to manage no. anybody else. No, not at all. Yeah. Does. Yeah. Um, but I just feel I'm, I, it's very uncomfortable for, for me to try and live uh, with, with trying to be invisible in that way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Those days can stop now. Okay. It's time to come out. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Huh. And how it's going to unfold is a discovery. Yeah. There is no right and wrong. Yeah. And if there's a right and wrong that comes yeah. in, you're not doing it. You're back in the old framework. In the old, old system. The old it's system. Like, it's like almost there's, uh, there was a, a split, almost. Yes. Of leaping back to it, and then this doesn't even work. Doesn't That's right. That's right. There's no movement from the body. There's no... That's right. With that old system. That's right. Okay. Okay. Right. I was just thinking of some of the f the fears that get used that draw me into that thing are. Yeah, yeah. It's just self self. Okay, okay. Self acceptance, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And acknowledging how it acknowledging is. Acknowledging that it, that's yeah. 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 And, and, and don't be afraid to be big, you know? Don't be afraid. To, yeah. Like, whatever it's going to take. Who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because even, like, even when I was trying to come in a satsang, but it doesn't really, it doesn't quite, it doesn't correlate to me of whether I'm at satsang, whether I'm at a dinner, whether I'm, however it is that I'm needing to land in the, in the phenomenal world. But, you know, trying to have a, brunch with my family, which was yesterday, um, you know, 
I'm pretty shut down, or I feel shut down. Sure. I, mean, I don't need to be. No, but you know model of how to do it, you know? Okay. And you love to explore. Well, what, what does a light worker do right now? What does a light worker do today? You know, you play with it. Play okay. with the model. To, okay. It's a discovery. All right. That has to be playful and, and pure yeah. learning. How does it look? How does it look? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So your self-authority can grow now. Right. Sometimes it's grow up and sometimes they're like, yeah. oops, not that one, but, it, but it'll be fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I work. I work well when it's playful. Yes, sure. yes, of For course. Sure. That's yeah. light, light work, not heavy work. It's yeah. light, really. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I have such a hard time relating to uh, when the, when other body minds are functioning with different system systems. Yeah, and because there is the seeing, it's like, oh, what, how, you know, I, but I don't function this for this. I don't function that way. Yeah. I, I just, I, I can't. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. okay. Yeah. But I don't need to fix anybody, but... Uh, Not including at all. this one, right. Yes, yeah. including this one. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, that's a little easier. Yes. Yeah, because the amount of energy that wants to come through is... Oh! <laughs> It's a crystal river of light. Yeah, okay. And I can't, you know, if I try to stop it, I, I can't, I can't eat, I can't, I can't do anything. Okay. All right. So we'll just play, okay? What, yes. Okay, okay. How does it want to show today? Want, yeah, okay, okay. How does it want to, you know? Yeah. And let that alignment come in. Yeah. You know, so that... It's just you and the, the light, you know, just the Sandra character and, and yeah. this river of light. Yeah, yeah. And let light work happen. It's okay. like, okay, what am I doing today? Okay. You know, that be physical, practical, and it might be just light work, energetic light work. It's like, whoa, I'm going to have to go out there and sit under a tree for half an hour. And sometimes you might know what you're processing and sometimes you mightn't. Right. But yeah. it'll be on a global level. Okay. That's your okay. work. It's global. Okay. And that's why... Okay. Yeah, so I'll just have to let it... Because things like, you know, uh, tiny detail work, where I'm trying to use a facet of the mind that's operating on constructs that are, say, on the computer, that seem to me to be outside of... Yes. Uh, how do, I, don't off, I don't always understand how to, loop, how to loop into that, or maybe I don't need to, but... Yeah, you know, like I do. Yeah, it's like it's two steps away. It's yeah. like the the light worker will be able to learn those skills, and she might like them, and she might not like them. But with the other construct, there's too many, there's too many variables. Yeah, and you're not honored. So the anchor in the middle yeah. isn't there. Is it the bridge? Is it? Yeah, the bridge isn't yeah. there. Okay. The bridge is the key, you know, and okay. you're you're the bridge, you know, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's about getting you solid in that. Okay. And, you know, owning without personal ownership, but, own, yeah, but owning, owning it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that, yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, there'll be a response from people around you and be able to manage that. Don't get knocked by that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
because I feel like when I get knocked by it, that's when the old... Oh yeah, the old thing comes in to try and understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And put labels on it because that's your frame of reference or has been your frame of reference. It has been for so long. And that's why if I work with, you know, this one might have a new response for it. Oh, indeed. Completely yeah. different. Completely different. So you'll have to keep checking in to ask, okay, me as a light worker, what do I do here? How do I respond here? Okay. Okay. Well, thanks. That sounds a lot more... <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a lot more palatable because yes. I just thought, how am I going to be in the body? You know, why, you know, why wouldn't awareness just withdraw? Yes. Why wouldn't? You know, yes. Because I... I yeah. Because your work is just beginning, chicken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. It is fun. It is it's okay. light. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's light. Okay. Yeah, it's light. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I see. There's, because there was just a lot of fear, too, which may have been the old incarnational things. But yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I, maybe I don't need to under, even understand it. Yeah. Whatever, I, but, let's see what comes cause, in cause, to uh, the new light worker. Yeah. You know, it's about integrating that and owning that. And let's, let's find out. And then we'll find out as we go. Yeah. But, what, what? but you can take it for now that it's all the old model. Yeah. You, you really can. Because yeah. there has to be a really good detachment from that. Okay. 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 And I, and I feel like it's this system that can, that can watch. The hypervigilance can't watch for when it's gone into the old system. Uh, uh, no part of it. No part of it can can. No part of it can come along. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. see how this integrates. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You might need your glasses though. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know. well, maybe you're seeing more clearly now. I'm not sure. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Sure. So, oh yeah. Okay, Celine, and then Elliot, and then yourself. Okay. Okay. She's only eighty pounds. Ah. Oh. Refusing medication. Yes, I've but seen you full of acceptance. I'm with her and I'm totally at peace. And it just calms her down. But it's progressively getting worse to the point where 
Something has to be done and we can't talk about it. Because she won't have it. She doesn't want me to see her. Because I want her to get better. And she yes. said, you don't know how to handle my not getting better. You can't come here. I can't have you. Yeah. I can't be sick and then on top of that have you worry about me and live with that guilt. Okay. And Dean has been amazing. He's my rock. He goes to see her and spends so much time with her. But nobody's able to talk about getting her better. We're, because it's very difficult because she is a doctor, so. Yeah. Something, there's a block in her that won't allow her to get better. It's almost like she's jeopardizing getting better. She starts to go in the direction of getting better, and then, then she sabotages it every time. And I know that only help I can give her is by being present. But the last two days, I haven't been able to do it. I, I would rather she died than suffer this. guilt going on with my life. Sometimes I overdo things. I stay busy. I see many friends. I go out for dinner. I dress up. I do stuff. There's a lot of anger that directs towards me because no one else will take it. She's good with Dean. She's good with her twin sister, which I'm so grateful she has. Mm, mm. And her dad, who never talks about medication, is just there supporting her. And I don't know what it is, but there is a lot of anger that's, that she feels towards me. And uh, that's also hard to take. And then I block it, and I'm like, I don't want to be with her. I don't even want to see her. She's fine. She has Dean, she has her dad, she has her sister, she's fine. I don't need to go there. Not that she'd let me come right now anyways. Um, and frankly, I haven't spoken about medication in a couple of months, at least. Maybe she knows. She's very intuitive. She knows what I want. <coughs> that I want her to take medication and get better. Of course. Or be functional. Yeah. Not get better, be functional so she can have a life lying down on the couch, can't even move on some days, and then... So the fear came up in the last two days because 
I'll hold it for you. Um, the fear came up because she's supposed to be seeing two specialists, GI specialist and the rheumatologist. And my mind keeps doing this. What if it doesn't happen? What if they can't come through with each other to come up with the right medication to control her gut so that she can then move towards fixing other stuff in her body, which there are numerous issues. And I know that these are thoughts that's driving me crazy. It's crippling my body. I understand it. I know it. In the morning when I woke up and when I was meditating, I was switching back and forth, listening to Moji. I, was, I knew that it feels like a rough two days, but it's going to pass. It's going to pass, but I need to release this or I'll go crazy. Yes. Yes. I need to cry. Yes. I need to. When people are talking about their stuff, this seems like such a small thing. And I'm like, why are you so concerned? But I can't let go. Losing a child is, every statistic will tell you, it is the greatest, greatest, greatest trauma that a human being can have. Give yourself a bit of space. It's the greatest grief that a, a, a parent can have, that anybody can have. It's when they're a parent and you lose your biological child. It's off the scale. But if I'm okay with her dying... Do you think you're going to avoid the grief because you've, you've, you know about acceptance and you're in the place of acceptance? The grief is going to happen. It's physiological. And you're going to have all the stages about the denial and the anger, all of those stages, and they're kind of bubbling up together. You've got to give yourself space for grief. Please help her. It might be her destiny that's in I charge. Know. I know. I can't change her life. I can't no, change her you can't. journey, and I know that. And you can't stop your own biological craving for the best thing for your daughter. Yes. You, you can't stop it. Yes. It's going to be there. You're her mom. You'll always be her mom. Yes. So you'll always want her to outlive you, you know? That's, na that's nature. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. A friend of mine said to me, do you wish that you'd rather have all the illnesses she has? And I said, no. Yeah. Then I felt really selfish. Sure, sure. But I'd rather not have to go through that kind of pain myself. So That's okay. Am I really a mom? That's okay. There'll be times then you'll say no, and there'll be other days you'll say, I'll take it all, I'll take it all. That's just the mind. I've never felt you know? like I'll take it all. Ah, it might happen. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't. It's just the mind's version playing with an option that's not even possible. To make me feel bad, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Story. Exactly. Because, you know, and that can never only be fantasy because you can't take it for her. You can't. So there's no way of knowing what you would do if life presented a situation of, actually, we found some crazy machine where you can take on her illness. And let's say we invented something like that you would not know which way you would go until that moment. You wouldn't. So it's just the mind. There's no knowing of what you would do in that moment. There's none. So 
So all the emotions that go with this, they've got to be felt, they've got to be experienced, all of them. I've just been suppressing it. Yeah, the acceptance took you a long way. Yeah, yeah. And I know that if I don't accept, I'm causing her more pain. So when I not acceptance with the mind, but when I'm fully centered, yeah, I I and when I go and see her. She'll get in the car when I take her for an appointment, and she comes with a lot of negative energy and anger, and she gets in the car, and if I'm centered, I'm just quiet. In a few minutes, she'll start talking nonstop about things she wants to do, or... Just like nothing's wrong. Mm. And I know the power of that. I know the power of truth. Can't hold on to anything. Mm-hmm. Anything at all. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. And I also know that her illness has really helped me get ahead, my own journey. There's there's some great books that will kind of name the different stages of grief because grief is here now, whether she makes it or not. The grief is, is, has you and you, you gotta give it space. Um, I'm sure there's like so many of them out there, but I know Elizabeth Kubler Ross wrote a fantastic one about, like, I think I read it in the 80s. It's called On Death and Dying. That's a really good one. And it just names all the different phases. That, and, and you've got to go through every one of the phases. You know? Is that stimulating the mind more? No, it'll, it'll give you a way of understanding what the feelings are. So that, so that you can kind of like, ah, oh, okay, that's, that's this phase. That's what's coming on now. So those thoughts are about that. That's fine. That's just, that's just the thoughts that line up with the energy that has to move through you. You see? And grief just, it's, it's a natural process. It's like, I often wondered, like, God, will I, feel, will I feel grief if somebody close dies? And then my dad died. It's like, oh, my God, there's grief. Oh, that's amazing, you know? And, and it would just come in waves. And it was just extraordinary to experience it, you know? Um, but I was fine, you know? You brought about your dad. And the funny thing is, I was very close to my dad. And... Um, when he died, he died very peacefully. He meditated, and then within minutes of it, he, he was gone. His physical body was gone. And I cried for maybe 20 minutes. Uh-huh. After that, I was so happy. Ah. I was so happy uh-huh. that he always talked about death as a very beautiful thing. Yeah. So I grew up with yeah. those belief system that death is beautiful and I would talk to him yes for a few years yes after he died and uh, my younger brother and myself were the two that 
would talk to him. That's when I just met Dean, and he said, he's the right person, go with him. You know? <laughs> and uh, then one day he said to me, you don't need me anymore. Release me, I'm going to go. When I would talk to him, it wasn't like his form. His physical form wasn't there. Mm. But I knew it was him. Mm -hmm. I knew it was him. And he brought me immense joy in my daily living, even after he died. Mm -hmm. I would just think of him and I would just be happy. Just be happy. That's the love that a parent has. Even after death. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. So your grief is, is your love for Saba. That's just how it has to work through the body. It's just being human. It's being human. I think I tried to jump. Yeah, yeah, right? but this was too and big. I center myself. Yeah. And then I can go, and then I can have five days of pure peace and bliss. And then all of a sudden, I'm back into it again. Uh -huh. I'm like curled up with pain and can't move. Yeah. And then I say, okay, this is just one bad day. Uh -huh. I have five great days. This is going to pass. And sometimes Dean wonders about it. He asks me, why is it so much like this? I said, I don't know. That's been the pattern lately. I have no idea. I will have a one really bad day, and then I'll have the next day would be just I'm flying. Yeah. I'm like yeah. ecstatically happy. Yeah. Knowing yeah. that this is not real. Yes. 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 And that is... Yes. Sometimes a little bit confusing. At the same time, not. Because I do know that's real. Yes. I do know that's real. Because yes. it cannot give you that kind of peace and happiness. And yeah. Yeah. You can't have that. You yeah. can't create that. You, it can't be a That's mind right. Can. No, a mind can't, can't set that up. No. No. So I'm also very grateful for that. Yes. Very grateful. And I know that this difficult thing that I'm facing right now and many other issues in life are there for me to learn from. Yes. Because at the restaurant I was telling you help being I feel like I need just a push to get past the person. And that is really strong. I really Yes, but being fully human is what integrates with being knowing that you are pure consciousness. Yes. And yes. being fully human is coming through your maternal role here. Yes. So part of me is maybe rejecting you or got running it. from it. Two feet into grief. You cannot run from this one. Yes. You can't. Every emotion has to be felt yes. fully. Yes. You have to go into this one. You'll have to. Yes. And it will soften everything. Yes. Everything. 
because it'll just, you know, it's too big. It's going to have to just go through you. And you can do it. I know I can. Yeah. So find out a little bit about the process, just so that you have an understanding, and then let it have you. Let it have you. You know? You know? It's natural to deny that she's so ill and and to, you know, to totally see that she's getting better when maybe she's not. Maybe she's not. You know? And that's natural, but but to really understand the the steps of grief, it's like, oh, that's why I'm feeling that. Oh, okay. Do you know? And you have to give yourself a break and let it come up, but you'll have an understanding so that you can explain to Dean. I think I'm in this phase, (laughs) you know? I do, I tell Yeah. I explain Yeah. having a rough day or I'm yeah. having a hard time today. Good. Um, a, there's a very strong belief in here that should force have been applied? Because I'm, I come from a family of doctors. Everybody's a doctor. So if I talk to my brother, mm. he's like, Mm. You can't listen to her because she's not thinking straight. Mm-hmm. You have to take charge. Yeah. But I don't have... We can't take charge. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. I can hold this. sit on my chair. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got pins and needles. That's fine. Yeah, I, I sense <laughs> that. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, your, your brother saying oh, that yes. you should take charge. So... Whenever I talk to my brother or my nephew, whoever it is, Mm. then this very strong feeling comes up that I have to do something. I can't just let this sit because she is, her body is dissolving. Something has to be done. Because she keeps, she's in denial of, in resistance, taking any kind of medication and thinks she can fix her body, her own functional medicine, and then something else, or this or that. And then she gets the prescriptions filled, then she doesn't take them. Mm. She doesn't want to take anything. So uh, she doesn't see that even if you lose an organ by taking steroids or something, you could lose everything with the the pace with which she's going. But that's so when I talk to someone from the family and they tell me, and then I can't contain, so I will say, well, maybe we can do this, or maybe we can try this, or maybe. And that she's like, you better stop talking about me, my, your brother and your. She feels like, well, because they're male, you're thinking, I'm like, I never raised you like that. I myself don't live or think like that about, you know gender thing. It's never been a thing with me. I, but she feels that herself, that I'm, I know I'm just kind of going on. Um, but Sava is an adult. Yes, I know. Honor her decisions. That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing that's killing me. 
not knowing is it okay to accept what she's saying or should I do something? And should override an adult woman? Yeah. Why would you override an adult woman? This is what's been churning in my mind. She's an adult. Yeah. She's an adult. And if she decides this is how she wants to go? Then you've got to respect that and find the courage to honor her decision and trust that, that, that she's the author of her, of her body. She is. And she's a medic. It's not like she doesn't know. She's a medic herself. You know... This is what I needed to hear. Yeah, she's got her own faculties. This is what I needed to hear because this was the thing that confused yeah. me the most. What do role I should do you any, take yeah. any steps? Yeah. Or I accept? And yeah. when I would accept, I felt such peace. Yeah. But I thought, is this the right thing to do then? Yeah. And a mother can often feel when their grown kid is <coughs> ill, they go back into the, the role as if they were ill as a 10-year-old. You know, because you're like, oh, there's something wrong with them. I'm the one who takes care of them when there's yeah. something wrong with them. You know, and that's kind of an automatic thing that we do as as parents, you know, yeah. as if I'm a parent. But I, I've seen it, you know, yes. that's, that's, that's what we're wired to do. So, so the thing is, she's an adult. She's an adult. She makes decisions now. You can stand there and give her what she asks of you, yeah. but no more. Right. But no more. And what she decides to do must be honoured okay. and respected. Yeah. It's just, it's just you, you going into the default mode yes. of being the primary carer <laughs> and I, the decision maker. But yeah. she's the decision maker. I walk into her condo and that's exactly what happens. What can I feed her? Uh, what yeah. can I give her? Or, and she senses my energy and she's like, Mom, just sit down. Yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah. Just take it easy. So if she was a friend and not your daughter? I would just be... Rubbing her back. Then that's the role you take. Switch off the mom part. Yeah. Just practice with that so that you so that you can drop the old model and just be there for her as another woman who happens to be her biological mom. But right. you're there as another woman and a friend. Right. Go into that role. So just allow it to happen, whichever direction it goes, that it needs to go. Yeah, her destiny is going to override no matter what anybody wants. No matter what her medical team, you, deep, no matter what anybody wants, her destiny is going to override it. Right. Yeah. And we're talking about her behind her back with the doctors. And if she were to find out, and I also kind of felt bad doing that, but also felt like that's, that's, that's okay. how the medical I profession works. It. Like that's how the medical profession works. And people, one of her so it, isn't it? It is. That's what we do. We discuss people behind their backs, you know. And, and, uh, and her, her rheumatologist said to me, "I don't encourage this." Yeah. Talking about yeah. sabah, it yeah. has to be between her and me. Yeah. And. He said, everything I've asked her to do so far, she's done it. Okay. It's, it, she, she trusts him, and so... Then she's in good care. She is, she is. Let them... God's looking out for her, I know that. Let, let it roll the way it's going to roll. Yeah. But you have to manage your own process. Yeah. You'll make it. You'll make <laughs> it, sweetheart. Mm. You'll make it. You'll make it.
No, thank yourself. <laughs> this is Celine's very first time asking a question. <laughs> ever, 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 ever. So well done. It took a lot to bring her up. <laughs> Bless her. Have we a little bit of time before lunch? Yes. Okay, Elliot. And then let's see what how we go. Hi. Hi there. Nice to see you. And you too. <laughs> Interesting to talk about comedy after all this. Uh, yes. Soros. <laughs> That's an Indian, that's a Sanskrit word, source. I got one laugh out of the <laughs> Stephen knows. Anyway. Um, so, uh, following up on um, what we spoke about, I'm so grateful for your email. Um, about the next step, um, I basically severed ties with India, I mean, for now, the furniture, yeah. given away or sold, or this yeah. or that, etc. Yeah. So, um, uh, and since we talked in Kiru, uh, I made, you know, I, substantial progress on the book, I mean, really good, uh, I mean, it's it just, the concept came, the organization came, uh, um, so much so that two months later, um, there was a meeting of devotees and spiritual folks, you know, that hang out in India, uh, and friends. And uh, I read excerpts from the book to them and got feedback from them, which is very valuable. Good. So, so yeah. Um, and because of the feedback, I, I stopped the process for a bit to assimilate. But basically, the message was uh, keep, it, um, keep it keep it entertaining, don't get lost in, you know, pontificating and... and Exegesis on uh, the projection phenomena, you know, uh, you know that kind of thing. Keeping it funny, short, short poems. Um, so that I thought was very helpful. Um, How are you doing inside yourself? I'm doing good. A little, a little quiet, which is good, I think. Not, not as compulsive as I usually am. Well done. I have to thank our previous uh, uh, satsang visitors here. For that. <laughs> I'm really, really interested in being humorous right now. <laughs> Teasing us. Um, but there's very grounding, uh, getting me out of my head. Uh, So, um, thinking about where to, the next step for me, if uh, uh, pushing ahead on the book, what's interesting is people mention things that you've, you mentioned about uh, connecting the book to YouTube and an internet site, being very multimedia 
with it, not just a two-dimensional book. That makes sense, right? Of course. Okay, you don't have to take a third. I have questions about where, where to live, where to relocate. Mm. Seems that where I'm living in central New York is uh, about the most un-exciting mm-hmm. uh, place to be. And that uh, I'm, I'm thinking about moving, but don't, don't quite know where to go. Mm. New York, LA, Oregon, Florida. Oh, okay. What about Maine? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should just wait and see what happens. I don't know, I'm just wondering if there's any energy that came from it. You know, what kind of a lifestyle promotes your writing? What allows you to be creative? Is it like mountains? Is it trees? Is it an urban setting? Is it how rural, if, if it's rural, is the sea important? Is it flatland? Is it, do you need hobbies that require a certain type of environment? What about the weather? Do you need sun? Do you prefer snow? What, what supports you to be creative? I think just being left alone. Just being able to just focus on one thing. So huh. not, not being disturbed or interrupted huh. by you know, a lot of social activity. That helps. So I don't know that any of those factors that huh. you mentioned, probably if I you know, was on a deck with a with a beautiful view of mountains and stuff, I'm sure that's not going to hurt. Yes, yes. I'm not going to you know, interfere with the writing. Yes. You know, it would be lovely to... But if you close your own, the door of your own house in central New York, then what's... Isn't that being left alone? Sure. So why would you need to move? <laughs> um... No immediate... Uh, no immediate urgency to move, other than the fact that I have this thing about selling my house and okay and going someplace. Okay. But I can't sell the house because I don't know where to go. So so. So do you need to go to someplace that's cheaper? Is it about freeing up money? And this is as cheap as I can live owning my own house where I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you want to move and you don't want to move? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You want to move and you don't need to move. Maybe that's more accurate, is it? Uh, yes, yeah, a little bit more accurate. want to move, but I don't need to move. want to move, but I have no need to... I'd like to relocate to a place that seems to have more. More what? Yeah. More what? I can answer the question, but, but, it, but it, would be, it would be from the, the thinking mind. Uh, I mean, the thinking mind would say, well, uh, an atmosphere where things are happening, Broadway plays, music, uh, where, where, where people whose works are produced 
are created, are, are in fact produced and manifested. You know, but, but that's the thinking mind. And the functional mind, I guess, is, well, stay home. You, you can't do that until you finish your, your, your work. Would, would a creative place like that help you to be creative, or would it distract you? Because you keep contradicting yourself. Yeah, yeah. What supports your creativity? Like, would, would Broadway shows or music or theatre being produced... Would what it supports your creativity is a, a, a minimum of hassle. Okay. Minimal of hassle. So like, okay. that's why India was not optimal. Yeah, yeah. Not so good internet. Yeah. Living itself is difficult there. Not yeah, to doing like, trying to fall else. asleep with a mosquito. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then you could be looking like, like a condo where you're not taking care of anything. No yard, no nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Try, and, try and get really specific around what, what is it right now in your current home that you need to get rid of to make things simpler to allow you more space. Yeah. So see what you need to get rid of and see is there anything you need to bring in. And then see if, if your current house will work or not. Yeah, the current house will work fine. Okay. Got good internet. Low, low maintenance. I think I'm going to move back into my own house. I'm going to okay. Thank you. I'm very helpful. You might need to move at all. Yeah. It might be just a distraction. Yeah. No, in fact, the going to India for six months and coming back. It was very disruptive. I it's mean, very disruptive, yeah. It's not my nature to, you know. And it could be that your system is kind of, you know, calling in a relocation when actually there's nothing solid about where to relocate. It is, it is just the mind, you know. There's nothing solid there at all. Yeah. But moving a house takes about six months. It oh, does, yeah. between selling and buying and boxes and finding and putting up new shelves. and It takes six months. It's exactly the opposite of what I need. Right That's now. the opposite of what you need. Absolutely. Drop the idea and stay put and do the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just drop the idea. And just clock in and clock out. And stay at the desk. And stay focused and stay on one thing. It's like your mind is looking for a distraction so that there'll be something else to do before you can get down and do it. Do your creative work, you know? Feels like that. Yeah. You know? It just needs to calm to rest, calm to rest, calm to rest. Settle and do the work from there. It's like it's looking for a new distraction. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're not locked back, locked back from India either, so you're probably not even grounded enough here to appreciate. It's like you're moving again. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay here, stay here. And even in India, I hardly was, was a homebody. I mean, because of like, anyway, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Let the grounding come in, the stability come in, huh? Just apply yourself to writing for a set number of hours every day and just do it. Doesn't matter if the stuff is good or not, just do it. Just get a system going. Just get a Discipline yourself. Because when the mind wants distractions like that, oof, oof, it can be very potent. Yeah, yeah. I can't write because this is in the way. I can't write. I can't do it because I have to do this. It's like, don't believe it. 
Just do the writing now. Mm -hmm. And you love it. Once you're in it, you love it. I do enjoy it. Yeah, you do enjoy it. I haven't Yeah, once you're in it, you know. It's just all the other head-wrecking stuff that is like resistance to actually just doing it. You know? Calling your Satguru. Mm. <sighs> Ask him just to give you direction, you know, and go in and sit down, and that's it. Maintain that connection. He did give you a pen after all. Hmm? He did give you a pen after he, all. Did you remember that? Yes. Mm. That's kind of significant. He beat me to the floor with a book. But anyway, that's what he does. It's this amazing um, uh, guru who passed away in January just of this year called Tuli Baba. Um, that... I mentioned at a retreat years ago and it just worked for Elliot and he ended up spending a lot of time in India as a result with him. And when I, when I so, you know, I was living in India, India at the time and I wasn't there too long, you know, and it was like, oh, so-and-so's in town, you know, and every now and then a different teacher had come to town and I might or might not go. But this guy just kind of thought, hmm, no, I go to this guy because he doesn't speak any English, okay? I, I actually like the thought of that. <laughs> that was my original motivating factor. And... Um, I sat with him and I thought, oh, there's something going on here. There's something going on here. And, you know, he's a bit unorthodox looking and just wears a piece of fabric. Like a, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but really a giant diaper. And, um, and he's this dread, dead <coughs> dreadlock down below his butt. And he'd roll up the dreadlock and he'd push it behind his head. And it would be like support his head, you know, against the wall or the back of the chair or something. This big, big curl of a dreadlock, one dreadlock. And after the first day, I was like... What, 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 what am I looking at? There's something going on here, you know? And uh, uh, I found myself just on my knees, like just, just my forehead on the floor in front of him, you know, and thinking, oh, there's, this guy has gone someplace where I, I don't know yet, you know? And uh, <clears throat> as we left that day, and he's, he's in town about two or three weeks in Taruvanamala, um, every year and uh, as we left that day I just said to one of his helpers I said has he written anything is there anything I was uh, of course looking for more material uh, is there anything he's written or anything he said yeah yeah there's a couple of books here I said anything in English I'll just buy whatever it is that he has in English and there was four or five but one of them was a big like the size of a Guinness Book of Records and it's a hardback thing you know autobiography the autobiography is exactly it and um uh, he said, well, you, you can wait and Sakura can, can, can give it to you, you know, if you like, when he comes out. And I thought, all right. I kind of just thought, yeah, fine. I mean, I don't care who gives it to me, really. I just, I didn't get all these nuances about how energy works, you know, in India. It's a little bit different here. And uh, so he came out and I, I bowed in front of him and, and he said, which country? And, and I said, Ireland. And uh, he said, name? And I said, Jack. And he goes, Jack. He got the books and he looked at me in the face and he whacked my head 
repeatedly, whack, 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 violently. And I was, until my, until I was, uh, so, uh, so I was like, uh, 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 jeepers, oh my God, he's, I mean, I, I didn't know what to do, do I, I'm not going to run, I'm not, I don't understand what's going on. But I ended up with my head on the floor, he kept beating me, keep whacking my head until my head was on the floor, in front of him, and then he stopped. And I thought, wow, good for him, good for him. Okay, he's destroying something. He's just brought me lower than my knees, put my head down at his feet, you know? And, uh, and then I kind of eventually, they, they kind of said, okay, stand up, stand up, you know, his helpers. And I stood up and he gave me the books and he just nodded and walked off. And I went into some kind of weird state and I found myself sitting outside. I kind of came to when I was sitting outside. I was kind of shaking and a bit in shock and something else was going on. And I found myself sitting outside the house where he was and it was dark. I was like, oh God. And everybody's gone. And, I, you know, I, I could not find my way home. I mean, it was a straight road. It's the bottom of the mountain of Arumachala. Like, it's not rocket science to walk one road. I couldn't find my way. Couldn't. My body kept drifting up this road, down that road. And it was hours later I eventually, eventually got back to Truvanamala, or to my little house. And then a few weeks later, at the time, I was, I was, um, you know, I was, I was at the last desire. I was just there, and I said, "Okay, it's, it's all, it's all about sexual desire. That's the most potent one." I said, "Okay, it, that's, I, I got to transcend it. I got to surrender it totally." And I was kind of playing with all the different ways of, of completely letting go of any attachment to desire, but it was manifesting to sex. And I had this dream, and it wasn't a dream at all. And the same guru, Tuli Baba. He caught me by my legs in the dream and he turned me upside down and shook me like you were emptying a bag, you know, a, a bag of rice. Caught me and shaking me and shaking me and shaking me. He said, are you done with sex yet? Are you done with it yet? Make up your mind, girl. Make up your mind. Are you done or are you not? He shook me and I woke up and I woke up in bed and I said, oh my God. And I could kind of feel him holding my feet. But I was in bed, you know, I was like, okay, Jack, not a dream, not a dream. Something happened somewhere, you know, and it, it changed everything. It just change it I was like okay I have to make up my mind actually I can't compromise I can't I can't compromise you know the way you'd be saying if I drop that desire maybe later on in life maybe you know maybe I could enjoy it again right? it's like, <laughs> total surrender all of it forget it that's it it's a life and, and you know I, of course I, I had to do that then and, and say okay take it all away from me take it all away that's it it's gone it's gone you know um, but, but there's some stories about that Satguru yeah, quite an amazing being. Quite an amazing being. Yeah. So use that connection every day. Every day you sit in his energy, you know. Because when you, you, you can tune into his energy and I can feel it around you. Once I mentioned him, I could feel him around you. So you, 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 he's with you, you know. He's with you. Use it. Use it. He gives you something? Yeah, person oh. to person again. This is his dolly feet. Oh. Charm, little charm with dolly feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's special to connect with a being like that, you know? Use it. It's like a little gem. Stay put and do the work. Tune into him.
We're going to do lunch. Yes. Just if it's really just one moment. All right. Yeah. If it's just a moment, yeah. Because are you okay for afternoon? Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Hi. Um, your story about Tuli Baba. You by your feet and, oh, and shake you. Just shake, shake it out. Slap me, beat me. Beat <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'll do it up there. Okay, I'll do it up there, Mark. Okay, okay. But thank you for giving me permission. Yes, yes, please, 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 please. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can I have just one more moment with you? Yes. Whatever you think is there, Mark, is only mind. Yes. It's only mind. Yes. It's nothing else. It has no other substance. Yes. Awareness empties out. Yes. It empties out. Yes. It, it feels as if there's... Um, even awareness itself is becoming even more transparent, if that makes yes. sense. Yes. Yeah. Aware, awareness is a bit of a setup, yes. really. Yes. Yes. It's... Um, The intuition is that there is a beyond awareness. Yes. 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 But there's no... Um, there's no perceiver of that. There's no experiencer of that. Yes. 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 Good. Yes. Good work. <laughs> okay. okay. Use the pointer prior to consciousness yes. and see what you get. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> okay, thank you. Good, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll meet you some night soon up there. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because um, uh, the satsang on Friday, um, you being in your presence, there's... You, you seem to have the capacity to really it's sort of two things either there's just a great peace or all my stuff comes up and I found that to be most potent when I'm with you 
um, and I woke up Saturday morning and it was just wow it was so beautiful right it was a very beautiful burning and then this morning just I just felt very compelled to come so yeah because you weren't going to no I, no. Wasn't. <laughs> I, I really wasn't actually yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a really beautiful friend of mine over there was just come 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 so okay 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 so I'm so happy yeah, so, yeah. I'm glad you did Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome.